Our story always begins before our story begins, if you understand what I'm meaning. See, we have an ancestry that we hail from. In one sense, this for sure is biological family. In another sense, we also have a spiritual or faith ancestry. And certainly, for whatever our vocational expression is, we perhaps even have an ancestry for this as well, whether you're a footballer, a coach, or a chaplain. Stay tuned, and we'll talk more. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! Hello everyone, this is Rev Brad, and you're listening to From the Touchline Podcast. Today we're looking at the theme of ancestry, and as I've been engaging with Celtic Advent, this is the 40 days before Christmas, one of the reflection points has been about the ancestry of Jesus. If you look at each of the four gospel accounts of Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Each one begins with the story before we even meet Jesus, before he's even born as a baby in Bethlehem. And in Matthew and Luke, we learn the genealogies of Jesus, and we see how there's this beautifully scandalous and grace-filled story to Jesus' family lines, both for Joseph and for Mary. Well, for us too, our stories begin before we're born. I wonder if you've taken the time to reflect on your own ancestry. A starter question might be like this. Whom are you more like, your mother or your father? Or, what mannerisms do you have that are quote-unquote family traits? Now, if your story is like some of my friends, they don't even know their mother or father. Maybe this is because of adoption or divorce when they were young or another kind of situation or circumstance. I've seen in time those friends of mine reach an age and a stage where they become uniquely curious as to the origins of their family and their ancestry. Even more recently, I think the modern DNA testing and research has confirmed and caused some controversy as well. You know, I've always celebrated my heritage, which traces back to Scotland and Ireland. I'm almost afraid, though, what might happen if I take a DNA test that shows my bloodlines to be from some, somewhere else, some different part, or that maybe that part of my heritage is minor, as it has in some of my friends. But I digress. Our heritage is important for several reasons, most of which I don't have time to get into today. Some of it having to do with one's health, genetic traits, and tendencies. Some of it having to do perhaps less more with uh, pressing information helpful in understanding predispositions and personality traits and more. But there's another type of ancestry and heritage that we all have that is, I believe, more important than our genetic one, and that is our spiritual ancestry. What is your spiritual or faith ancestry? Think for a moment. Who are the people who have most influenced and affected your journey and understanding of who God is, or the nature and order of things in the world, about what you believe, your morals, sense of right and wrong? Who has most shaped your views about worship, prayer, theology, belonging or participating in a faith community? Now, let me take a quick pause here. I think these influences can be positive or negative. I recently sat with a friend who lamented that their child had been so adversely affected in college 
from the cynicism of professors that their child had really abandoned a traditional view of God and a sense of faith that they had been raised with. So, there are negative influences that impact our spiritual ancestry. Perhaps not all of them are even persons. could be just an event in life. I've sat with many parents who have lost a child, and the deep wrestling with God and the questions of their faith, I mean, their faith is so severely tested that usually one of two extremes emerge. Either their faith is so strengthened and renewed, or there's an utter despondency and a falling away. But let's focus on the positives first, if you view faith in a positive sense. Well, who's had the biggest impact on your life? I tried this the other day. I tried to come up with a family tree of my own spiritual ancestry. It didn't quite turn out the way I thought it would, but it was a fun practice nonetheless. So perhaps try this. Write your name on the middle of a page. You know, maybe it's in your journal or just on a blank sheet of paper. Start by thinking of the earliest influences or influencers of your faith. Maybe it was your parents. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was an event you went to, something you listened to, a speaker. Now, draw some symbol that connotates relationship. Maybe it's a line, a circle, something else. Now, maybe continuing on in a chronological sense, and remember, not everyone needs to be living, develop out a bit of a family tree. Who are the mentors, the authors? Maybe it's someone you've never even met, but some part of their life and ministry touched or impacted you. And you could look back and you could trace and you could see, this person affected my spiritual ancestry. They're a part of my spiritual family tree. You know, as I was doing this exercise, my parents have been a big part of my spiritual ancestry and heritage. And I even know some of the names of the people who impacted them. And so, I added them into my spiritual lineage as well. A number of years ago, I recalled that I had been reflecting on this whole idea that our story in life with God really begins before we're even born. It impacted me so much that I changed the way that I share my story with people. In certain settings, I usually start with my father's story of coming to faith and how events and people in his life had a huge impact on his own faith journey, and it really helped set the course and direction in many ways of my own life. I think another extension of this exercise might be undertaken as you consider your vocational ancestry. Now, whether you're a footballer, a coach, a chaplain like myself, or you have another vocational calling, who are the people that have most shaped or given an orientation to your life's work? In his book, Wishful Thinking, Frederick Buechner, the American author and theologian, describes vocation this way. He says, it's the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Let me say that again. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I I find that so rich, that the place where I'm called to work, the place where I'm called to serve, the place where I'm called vocationally, is a place where I experience great joy, and there's need. There's a need in the world. Now, not all work is satisfying, fulfilling, or necessarily God-given or purposeful work. I think my days of pushing shopping carts, I, I know that was not my life's call. I didn't enjoy it, and I wasn't really contributing to a greater sense of good, you know, maybe getting carts for someone who couldn't. But there's a place where we feel that we are made for our work, and there are people who have shaped us in our understanding and our taking on of those tasks. As a chaplain, as a pastor, 
there are several that stand out that are part of my own vocational ancestry, as it were. Chaplains, pastors, saints that I've looked up to, modeled my own practice after, sought to learn and grow in my orthodoxy and orthopraxy. You know, for footballers, we all have those heroes that we look up to, the one or the ones that we've modeled our game after, we've sought to emulate. We all have a team or hero that maybe early on captured our imagination, and we would go outside and work with a ball to replicate their moves and become in some fashion the next, quote, fill in the blank, the next Messi, the next Ronaldo, the next whoever that was. There are those athletes that we idolize that if given the opportunity, we would love to play against them and even to possibly swap shirts with them post-match. Even for coaches, our trajectory in coaching is shaped and influenced surely by the experiences that we have in teams that we coach, but also by other colleagues who share our vision for the game, have that special or unique sense of tactic or understanding, or maybe that we've just sat across from in a post-game tee. Whether we go through coursework to earn a license or badges, there are those who have inspired us, those that we've learned maybe how not to coach from those that we shake our head when we see their dismissal or even their hiring at a particular football club. In the same way that you consider your spiritual ancestry, do this exercise. Who might be the ones that have most shaped you as a footballer or coach or whatever vocation you find yourself in? I recall asking a similar question around this in a pre-match prayer a number of years ago. One athlete recalled that his mother had had a profound impact on him at a young age, because she would go out and stand in goal while he shot the ball. Now, he laughed. He said she wasn't a great goalie, but the investment of her time and energy meant the world to him, and it was special to one day sign a professional contract with his mother, his first goalie, standing by his side. So who are the people? Who gave you your first shot? Who believed in you? Who put an arm around you when you were low or down and wanted to give up? Who saw something in you that perhaps no one else did? And who helped that part of you flourish and grow? Recently, I was listening to a podcast from former Rapids manager, Anthony Hudson. His podcast, Masterminds, for 17 October 2019, he interviews Tom Bates, and he shares the story of being invited in to observe Jose Mourinho, who was a coach that he looked up to. So what's your story? Who is the one who gave you that bit of time and inspired you? Write it out. Draw the lines. Make the connections. Remember and realize the people who helped you to get where you are in the game at whatever level and place you are today. Friends, as we enter into a time here in the U.S. and around the world where we gather and spend time with family during a holiday season, I want to encourage you to reflect on your biological ancestry, your spiritual ancestry, and your football or vocational ancestry. Who have been the people to help you get where you are today? Can you send them a message of thanks? Can you share with them an encouragement of how they impacted you in your story, no matter what part of that story? And I want to just come back quickly to the spiritual ancestry piece. I would think it wouldn't be too hard to come up with at least one person you know that has impacted you positively on your journey of faith. Who is that person? Back in the story of Jesus, there was a forerunner. It was his cousin, John the Baptist. John was a number of months older than Jesus, and his part of the story is that he was calling people to get ready, to ready themselves for Jesus' coming. 
John was part of Jesus's ancestry in the role that he played, not just biologically and not just later on in life, but even as young babies in the womb. There was a way in which John and Jesus shared a special connection, a special bond. If you don't have that special bond with someone who has been an example of faith, I encourage you to just pray for it. Just simply ask God, God, bring that person into my life that can help my faith. He'll do it. I know he will. Well, let me close with a prayer that celebrates our ancestry. From before time began, you, Lord, ancient of days, you've been growing a family. You have made fathers and mothers, sons and daughters, forerunners and mentors, ones that have walked these paths before, ones that have lived through these trials and ordeals, ones that have seen the heights of success and the depths of failure. And their lives speak from the pages of Scripture, from beyond the grave with their legacies and foundations, from their dedication and their actions that continue even to this day. Not all ancestry is good. Not all in the past is worthy or right. But you redeem even those worst of moments, and you right wrongs. You take even the blemished past and create a new day. Thank you for my past, my present, my future. Thank you for the sinners and saints that are part of my own story, the villains and the victorious that have shaped and molded me. My story as a person, my story as a footballer, my story as coach, my story as minister and chaplain, as follower and as friend. Take what you will. Take what is good and grow something within me. Let me give thanks continually for the ways that you have blessed me with an ancestry that is not just biological, not just vocational, but spiritual. Thank you for the work that you were doing even before I realized, even before I was born. And now, may I, in my place and my position, turn and seek to be a blessing to others, to my blood family, to the peers and colleagues of my vocation, to those around me in life and in faith. Amen. This is Rev praying a rich and blessed Celtic Advent for you from the Touchline.